Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Our Father, our hearts open to receive from you this day. Thank you for the privilege of sharing, for the ministry of your word, for everyone who's seated here, everyone who's viewing online. Lord, use me as an oracle, as your mouthpiece to declare what thus says the Lord. Thank you for clarity of thought and precision in speech. Thank you, Father, for ministry and demonstration of your spirit and power change us today not just inspire not just challenge but transform us change us i pray in the name of jesus christ our lord and if you agree with that prayer come on say amen 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 so i'd like you to uh join me in the book of habakkuk some say habakkuk but habakkuk it's in the old testament um, I want you to go with me to chapter one. I want to read a few verses for you. And I want to give you a homework assignment as well. I want you to read the entire book. It'd be great if you would do it today. There's only three chapters. Don't get nervous. Habakkuk chapter one. And I want to read for you verses one through four. Is that all right? All right. Uh, the burden which the prophet Habakkuk saw. Oh Lord, how long shall I cry? And you will not hear. Even cry out to you violence, and you will not save. Why do you show me iniquity and cause me to see trouble? For plundering and violence are before me. There is strife and contention that arises. Therefore, the law is power powerless, and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous. Therefore, perverse judgment proceeds. How long, Lord? How long? How long? I want you to help me. Uh, I want you to just put the title of the message in the atmosphere. And uh, you got to speak up because you got your mask on. I just want you to put it out there. And, and, and I want you to look to the Lord and say, help, I'm frustrated. Some, somebody's giving me that, that eye. I, I, I can see. I can see. You give me that eye. I will not make a negative confession. Whether you say it or not, every one of us knows what frustration is like. My assignment this morning is to encourage you, to equip and empower you to handle life's many frustrations. Frustration is commonplace among all of human, humanity. It's common everywhere. We are familiar, each of us, with some degree or another of frustration. Hmm. If you would say to me, I don't know what you're talking about, then I would say, just keep on living. Your day is coming. Hello, somebody. We all know what frustration looks like. In fact, frustration may be sitting in your vicinity. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Let's move on. Uh, frustration is the feeling of being upset or annoyed because of your inability to change something or to do something. And sometimes a something is not a something, but a someone. St stay with me, church. Um, uh, we all know what it's like to be frustrated. The last 16 months has been frustrating. Uh, we have been uh, uh, hit suddenly with what we did not expect. Uh, we, our routine was abruptly changed and 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 we had to kind of develop what folk were calling a new norm and and then just when we take our mask off now in LA County they're telling us to put it back on again 
I pray that we not have to do the same thing in New Jersey. I, I, you know that the mask thing is, is just a challenge, but we do what we got to do. Amen? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so um, I want you to just think with me for a moment. Would you just kind of look at somebody and just kind of point at them and just say, what's going on? I, I, want to take you, I want to take you back when Elder Charles was about two years old, uh, 50 years ago, y'all. And uh, uh, 50 years ago, there was a song. Don't act like y'all just been in church all your life. There was a song by the late, great Reverend Prophet Marvin Gaye. Back in the day, 1971, he wrote this song, Mother, Mother. So many of you crying, brother, 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 far too many of you dying. You, you, you know we got to find the love. Uh, 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 y'all know that. Y'all know it. Y'all know it. Let, let, let's stop there. Let's bring them back to blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Picket lines. <laughs> And picket signs. Okay. Uh, 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 Tim, Tim, Tim Moon of NPR uh, notes the song opens with an amb- ambient noise of a party. It's a homecoming for a Vietnam veteran. But beneath the celebration, there is uneasiness. The song starts as a party, but becomes something else, something much closer to a prayer. And I thought about this. I thought about it before I even realized that the song is 50 years old this year. In 1971, don't act like you don't know about 1971 now. Come on. I was a baby. Well, a little older than a baby. Uh, Unemployment was high, a high of 6%. People were protesting police brutality. Sound familiar? And Americans were angry over the Vietnam War. Fifty years later, the themes of the album and the song still reflect some of our most difficult societal challenges that are faced today. Lord, what's going on? I have discovered that history has a way of repeating itself. So here we are, 50 years later, still dealing with some of the same things. All you have to do is turn on the news and you can see that history is repeating itself. And so if we go back somewhat, we can consider the book of Habakkuk, and we see that we've got a lot in common with this Old Testament prophet. This book of the Bible was written between 610 and 605 B.C. I hope I'm right, Elder Oscar. I hope I'm right. I hope I'm right. Uh, it, was, it, it was written uh, to uh, the Jewish people who uh, were in Judah prior to the Jewish exile to Babylon. Justice seemed to have been forgotten in the land as the Assyrian and Babylonian powers continued to grow in strength and conquer kingdoms threatening also God's people. We see that the prophet lived in desperate times. Israel had turned away from God big time. Sound familiar? We always say, God bless America. Come on, America. How about America bless God? We reap what we sow. You know, I I remember... Uh, when 9-11 happened, and, and that was on a Tuesday, if you recall, almost now 20 years later. And, and on Wednesday, we have Wednesday midweek service. On Wednesday, you couldn't find a seat 
in, 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 in uh, uh, the venue that we were using. People were standing up against the wall. And, and, and then the, the Sundays after that and the Wednesdays after that, we, we saw such, uh, uh, such attendance. I mean, uh, it, it was amazing because people were crying out. They were looking for comfort. They were looking for uh, an answer. They were looking for direction. They were looking for peace. But, oh, again, history repeats itself that people then, uh, they settle back into their same old patterns. And then you, you can't find people anywhere because they go back to doing life as they were doing it before, using God for a moment of comfort only to go back to their ways. And we see that Israel committed this sin over and over again. God would bless them. We see the book of Judges, for example, that God would allow the enemy to oppress the people of God to get their attention and, and, and then they would cry out to God and God would raise up a judge or a deliverer, deliver the people and then they would find themselves forgetful going back to their same old habits. Come on, tell somebody, don't go back there, don't go back there, don't go back there. I bid you, I, 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 I urge you, I urge you, you in the room, you who are viewing online, don't go back. Uh, you got to go forward in Jesus' name. So we see uh, that this, this prophet speaks uh, to a particular time that is quite similar to the day in which we live in. Uh, the prophet's name means embrace, or it means uh, one who strongly enfolds. Uh, uh, it, it describes uh, the person who, who, who embraces that, that fearful child in, 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 in crises or, or dealing with a moment and, 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 and throws his arm around the child to bring comfort and assurance to the child that everything's going be all right. And so when we consider this book of the Bible, uh, it is certainly a significant message to us today that no matter what's going on, no matter what's upsetting you, no matter what's annoying you, no matter what your frustration is, that God is here to enfold you, to embrace you, and to help you along the way. Well, uh, I, I, I want to give you, I want to give you something for those of you who are in frustration right now, uh, those of you who are maybe not in frustration but about to be in frustration, whether you know it or not, I want to give you four things from this book that you need to do when frustrated. So you need to listen up real good, okay? Can I be me? Can, can I be me? Can I be me? Y'all should have got your shout in earlier, all right? Uh, uh, let me be me. Let me help you. The pastor in me wants to teach you. Wants, I want to be a pastor after uh, the heart of God that will feed the sheep with understanding and knowledge. I want to give you something that's practical, something that's going to help you so that you don't have to be trying to call the elders at 3 a.m. in the morning. Talking about I'm frustrated, you'll know how to deal with your frustrations on your own with the help of the Lord. Well, here we go. The first thing is when frustrated, talk to God about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, talk about this. Sometimes in simplicity, you find profundity, so don't miss it for the simplicity. There's something here that you and I need to see. This was the example that we find in the life of this prophet, Habakkuk. Uh, Habakkuk chapter 1 verses 1 and 2, the burden, oracle, a, prof a prophecy of this prophecy he says to the Lord, O Lord, how long shall I cry and you will not hear, even cry out to you violence and you will not save. See, life has its challenges. <laughs> These are crazy times. <laughs> and uh, uh, this day is different from the day of the prophet but they're similar in so many ways as forestated. 
He's frustrated because of what he's seeing. He's frustrated because of what he's hearing. He's frustrated because of the things that he's experiencing. And so he cries out to God. I encourage you in this hour like never before to be a person of prayer. We talk about prayer, but we're not always praying. Uh, we read about prayer, steps to successful prayer, prevailing prayer. Uh, uh, we, 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 we read about it. We listen to uh, messages on it, but we don't pray. And prayer is a divine invitation that your father gives you access to come boldly Huh? With full assurance, with confidence to the throne of grace where you can find mercy, obtain mercy, and discover grace to help in times of need. He says in Jeremiah 33 and 3, call unto me and I'll answer you and I'll show you great and mighty things that you know not of. Some folk want to talk to people about their frustrations and people can't help you like God can help you. And sometimes you talking to frustration or folk who are more frustrated than you and you're not always getting the right advice. But if you call out to God, he hears you in the time of your frustration and he will answer you. Do I have a witness in the house? See, if you're not careful in that state of frustration, your emotional self will get in the way. Anybody here ever made a decision out of that emotional place and it didn't work so well for you? See, you got to call out to God when you're going through. Call out to him for understanding. Lord, I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to dot the I's and cross the T's, but seems like every step forward is another 10 steps backwards. Lord, I'm crying out to you regarding what's going on in the world. What's going on in my world? What's going on in my family? What's going on in my ministry? What's going on in the church? And I'm crying out, but it's like you're not listening. It's like you're not answering. It reminds me of the disciples when they were on the boat and Jesus is asleep while there's a storm at sea and they're afraid thinking that they're about to lose their life. Wake up Jesus, carest thou not that we perish? <laughs> Things are really bad Lord and we need you to help us out. And so uh, he begins to bring his complaints before the Lord and, and uh, you know I uh, we, we, we've all been there and done that. And I love this about the Lord. He's not like people. People are very judgmental. When I'm going through, I need somebody to be sensitive, not insensitive. When I'm going through, I may speak out of my pain, and I need you to understand that. And I don't need you to make things worse for me by being so judgmental. Just because you are in an easy place right now, I need you to identify with me because one day the roles may be reversed and I'm going to have to help you out. I've encouraged people with this. Please, please hear me. Uh, if you see somebody that's going through, somebody that's frustrated, somebody that's in trouble, be careful. Don't put your mouth on them. Don't be critical of them. Don't get to thinking with your holier-than-thou self that mm, they must be in sin. If you're in trouble or you're dealing with frustration, it's not an indication necessarily that you're in sin. Now, for some it is because there's seed time, and harvest. You need to pray crop failure over some things. If you constantly run in your mouth, uh, then you deserve to deal with the consequence of that until you learn to shut up in Jesus' name. 
Hmm? If you are a spendthrift and you're not managing your money, then I understand when you're up to your ears in debt. Hmm? If, 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 if you're just eating pork chops and... <clears throat> And figure, let me just eat this and ask Bishop to pray about this hypertension. But don't make the mistake because you see somebody going through saying, mm-hmm, they're in sin. And then I've learned this about trouble. It doesn't mean that we're in sin, number one. It doesn't mean that God has abandoned us. Sometimes people feel like when they're in trouble, Lord God, where are you? He's right there. He said, I'll ne never leave you and I'll never forsake you. Uh, if he can trust you with the trouble, there's a reason and there's a rhyme with God. So don't make that mistake. And here's one that I learned from the saints of old, and that is this. Trouble don't last always. Come on, you need to talk to yourself right now and say, trouble don't last always. Every trial has an expiration date. And I just feel for somebody today, that's today, that's today, that's today, your expiration date. This thing shall pass. So whether it's today or next week or in the days to come, know this, that God is with you and he's going to help you through it. And so the prophet is just lamenting before the Lord. He says, Israel's become violent, unjust, and corrupt. And, and Lord, I'm asking you to intervene, but it seems like you're, you're just sitting there on your throne doing nothing. How long shall I cry? And you will not hear, and you will not save. And then God answers. I told you God will answer you if you call out to him. And the Lord says in verse 5 he says, of chapter 1, he says, Look among the nations and watch. Be utterly astounded, for I will work a work in you in your days, or I will work a work in your days which you would not believe though it were told you. Man, you hear that and you're like, come on with it, Jesus. Come, come on with it, Jesus. <laughs> There's a New Testament application in Acts chapter 13, verses 40 and 41, where uh, the apostle says, Beware, therefore, lest what has been spoken in the prophets come upon you. Behold, you despisers, marvel and perish, for I work a work in your days, a work which you will by no means believe, though one were to declare it to you. And so what God is doing and what God is saying uh, is, 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 is certainly astonishing, and it's not what the prophet expected. Uh, he says, you know, I, I'm going to do some things, and uh, you may not like it. Uh, it. It may be inconvenient. It may be troublesome. It, 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 ooh, it, it may have you wondering even if this is God, and God says, yeah, yeah, it's me. I'm going to tell you what I'm doing. I'm rousing up the Chaldeans. You know that bitter and impetuous nation who marched through the breadth of the earth to take possession of dwelling places and do not belong, that do not belong to them? I can imagine the prophet saying, well, wait, wait a minute, God. Really, God, you're doing what? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You heard me right. I'm using the enemy to get your attention. Could it be that God uses the pandemic to get our attention? <laughs> Hear me when I say this, and I say it with all sensitivity. I ain't trying to make nobody feel shame. But isn't it isn't amazing how that we had to switch up quickly and had to continue in ministry? Because though the church building doors were closed, the church has remained open. We just don't shut down. All of a sudden, folks started missing in-person services, assembling with the saints. When you going to open? I mean, I was finding people all the time. When are you going to open, Pastor? When are we coming back to church? I had somebody send us a message in all caps. Aren't the, aren't, um, uh, the, the building venues open in New Jersey? When are you going to open? And then you say, okay, well, we're going to open. And then the people don't come. Don't turn me off, please. 
Don't send the bishop a letter. I'm just, I'm being, I'm just, I'm not fussing. I'm discussing. And I'm like, wow, I saw you at the restaurant. I saw you in the mall. I saw you on the airplane heading to your vacation. Oh, Lord. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. Could it be that God is wanting to get our attention, to put us on pause, to see that we've messed up miserably and we need to come to ourselves, we need to humble ourselves? God will sometimes use trouble to get your attention. He'll use adversity to open your eyes. And here is what God was doing. Here's what God was doing. Here's what God was doing. He says, I'm using the enemy I'm using the enemy. I'm using the enemy to get your attention. The second thing you need to do when frustrated is to wait, watch, and see. Wait, watch, and see. Come on, say it with me. Wait, watch, and see. Uh-huh. Habakkuk, Habakkuk 2, 1 through 3. I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come it will not tarry. <laughs> Wait for it. It will come to pass. Have a vision. Look beyond where you are right now. Uh, see that when it's all said and done, God's going to get some glory out of it. Uh, you, you might be in the patient zone right now. That's the place between the promise and the manifestation. But have a vision in an hour like this and wait on the Lord. I've learned this from a child. I, 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 I heard the saints of old say, wait on the Lord and be of good courage. Wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord. And sometimes when we think about waiting on the Lord, we think like this, okay, Lord, you know, Lord, it's 1155, 12 is coming, deadline is, and, and, and we're pacing while we're waiting, but it's not just waiting for time to pass. It's, it's like when you go to a restaurant and you have a waiter or a waitress and, and they're serving you. How can I help you? What would you like to eat? That's how we're supposed to wait before the Lord. Lord, in this season of my life, in this time of frustration, what can I do for you? What would bring you delight? And it's in that place as you wait upon the Lord that you renew your strength. That expression in the Hebrew means to exchange. And so... God takes your weakness, God takes your frustration and gives you in its stead his strength so that you can run and not be weary and walk and not faint. Uh, come on, somebody say, wait, watch, and see. And you got to wait on the Lord and, and you got to watch with your spiritual eyes open. And if you watch with great expectancy, you will see what God has promised. You will see what God has revealed. You will see what God intended even before time began. 
And so when we consider this book and, and fast forward, God gives woe to the wicked. He speaks of their greed. He speaks of their false security, their violence, their arrogance, and th their, their idolatry. And though God says, I'm going to use the enemy, don't think for a moment that I'm going to let the enemy get away. I would encourage you, always help the people of God and don't try to oppose the people of God because payday is coming after a while. And so in the midst of all of this, God gives the prophet this wonderful promise. And he gives the same to us today in chapter 2 in verse 14. For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as waters cover the sea. And so we got to have this in mind that no matter what's going on in my life, no matter what's going on in the nation and in the nations of the world, the glory of the Lord is going to be revealed. God is going to get some glory out of it. You don't have to say nothing but just look at somebody and think it. Say the glory of the Lord is going to be revealed. And while you're watching and waiting and seeing or looking, here's number three, and that is this, live by faith. Mm -hmm. Live by faith. Look at chapter two, chapter two, verse four. Behold the proud, the soul, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. Oh, the just shall live by faith. Come on, speak to yourself. Say, the just shall live by faith. The just, the just. Who are the just? These are those who were once unrighteous, but now have been made righteous. These are those who were guilty, but now have been justified. <laughs> there was a sentence against them, but they have been acquitted. Uh, where are all the righteous people in the house? Don't, 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 don't lose me. Don't, don't, don't lose me. Follow me. Follow me. Now, you, you, you might have missed it. You might have messed up along the way. Uh, but I'm grateful for this, that he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. All of, our un, uh, all of our righteousness is as filthy rags. Our best attempt to dot the I's and cross the T's falls short of the righteousness of God. And so God makes us righteous. And, and, and basically it means you have right standing with God. And as I've been telling the saints all of these years since you have been declared righteous, that you have right standing with God, it's now time for you to stand right to walk right, to talk right, to live right. And oh my God, there is a blessing that comes along with righteousness. One of my favorite, my God, I could preach on this just alone. I, I love this. I believe it's Isaiah 3 and 10. It just says, tell the righteous, it shall be well with you. Can I get somebody here to look at somebody near you? Just point at them and if you don't say it, think it, it shall be well with you. Come on, declare it over yourself. I don't care what I'm going through, what it looks like, what it smells like, what it sounds like, what it feels like, what it tastes like. Come on, talk to yourself and say, it shall be well with me. The just shall live by faith. Now, this word live, this word live, I actually heard this word in the Hebrew for the first time from the Clark sisters. Somebody say, hiya. 
That's the Hebrew word for the word live here in the Bible. It, it's haya. It means to live and breathe. It men, means to continue in life, to be restored to life and health. And I love this. I love this one. To live purposely, prosperously, pleasantly, vibrant, and animated. God wants you to live. I declare that you will live and not die and declare the wonderful works of the Lord. All you've been through, especially these last 16 months, you're alive and well. Maybe you had COVID and God healed you from it or maybe he protected you from having it, but you're here and you're going to let the devil shut your mouth you're going to let him oppress you, make you a worry wart, got you pacing the floor, got you depressed. The devil is a liar. I command you to live. Come out of that oppressive place. Come out of that place of, uh, 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 of, of your experience that frustration has caused you to, 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 to be locked in and, and hesitant about living life. No, God left you here to live. He wants you to enjoy life. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and that more abundantly. Come on, would you point at at least three or four people and say, live, 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 live. The just shall live by faith. Oh, God, I'm almost finished. I'm almost finished. I'm almost finished. Faith, faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. I always pause to encourage folk because of language and the importance of realizing what's being said here. We say hope and we think wishful thinking. That's not biblical hope. Biblical hope is confident expectation. Faith is the substance of things hoped for confidently expected. Faith is the title deed, the confirmation of the things we have hoped for, things that have been divinely guaranteed. It's the evidence of things that we cannot see. So faith is believing. Faith is speaking. Don't just say I have faith, but speak your faith. Second Corinthians 4 and 13 says, we have believed, therefore we speak. See, you can't just believe in your heart. You got to open up your mouth and got to declare what you believe. You got to be able to, like Paul, in the midst of your frustrating storm, say, I had a visitation. The angel of the Lord said there will be no loss of life. Just abide in the ship. And he said, I believe God. Can I get somebody to just raise your voice here and you who are viewing online and say, I believe God. I know the circumstances are hard to look at and, and quite difficult to deal with, but you got to be able in the midst of the storm, in the midst of the fiery furnace, in the midst of the lion's den to say, I believe God. Have faith in God. Speak to the mountain. Tell the mountain, get out the way. If you believe in your heart and the things that you say, you will have them. 
Faith then is also doing. You can't say I have faith and do nothing. The blessing is in the doing. And so you got to add some works to your faith. And then you got to realize that faith is not Sunday morning only living. Faith is a lifestyle. The just shall live by faith. Note a faith in God. I've learned this. I got to trust God even when I can't trace him. Have you been there, Lord? I don't know what in the world is going on, but I'm going to trust you just the same. Well, as I come to my, I, what, preachers get like five conclusions, right? So this is like number two, right? I'm almost done, right? I want to, with faith in mind, uh, and I think this is one of the greatest expressions of faith, and it's my fourth point. I need some help on this one. Come on, look at somebody and say, praise the Lord no matter what. Uh-huh. Talk to God about it. Uh-huh. Wait, watch and see, right? Live by faith and praise the Lord no matter what. So notice chapter 3, chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. A prayer of Habakkuk the prophet on Shigayon. Oh, Lord, I have heard your speech and was afraid. Oh, Lord, revive your work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make it known in wrath. Remember mercy. The Amplified puts it this way. The prayer of Habakkuk the prophet set to wild, enthusiastic, and triumphal music. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we see really what's going on here is prayer and praise. So we talked about prayer earlier. Now the prophet turns our attention to praise. Because while he's in this moment, while he's in this season, He's having conversation with God. He's in the presence of Almighty God when he gets a revelation. And I want you to look at verse 13, excuse me, verse 17 and 18 of chapter 3. And the prophet says, though the fig tree may not blossom, <laughs> nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food. Though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there is no herd in the stalls, yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. He says, things may not be like I like it. <laughs> things may be difficult. There may be challenges all around me. My children may be acting up. My spouse may have lost their mind. The saints are not acting saintly. Oh, the government is, what's going on? But Lord, even in this place, even in my frustration, yet will I rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Hear me, church, hear me, West Angeles. What you need in this day is a yet praise. You need a praise that praises God anyhow and anytime and anywhere. You need a praise that is not... <laughs> connected to things. There is really a difference between being happy and being joyful. 
uh, to be happy uh, is dependent upon what happens. And so if you're going to be happy, good things have to happen. But for those who are in Christ, you, you got a joy that is deep-seated, that it doesn't matter what's going on, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You got a joy that the world didn't give. And the world can't take away. Do I have a witness here today? In West Angeles, I got a joy <laughs> that remains stable, firm, because my joy is not in the world. My joy is in God. And so I looked up the word uh, joy, rejoice, and joy in the Hebrew, and I discovered that the word rejoice in the Hebrew literally means to jump up and down. And the word joy literally means to spin around. It's not just for women folk, it's for male folk. I'm just not that way. I'm not just emotional. Oh, you was last night. This is the kind of behavior that goes on in stadiums and arenas. When the favorite team is on top, the prophet, though frustrated, makes a shift and he says, I'm, I'm going to rejoice <laughs> in the Lord. <laughs> I'm going to joy <laughs> in the God of my salvation. One of the things that I love so when I come to West Angeles is to look at Elder Owens, educated, man's man, titled, anointed. He's the first one you see lifting up hands, bowing before the Lord, took his jacket off. Not a performance, but wanted to praise and magnify God no matter what's going on. And that's the kind of folk we need today in the church. We need them to do like the prophet here and to do like David the other prophet and great king of Israel who says, I will bless the Lord at all times. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name, and forget not his benefits. I got a question for you. Has the Lord been good to you? Has the Lord made ways for you? Has the Lord stepped in just in the nick of time and delivered you? I'm a living witness today. I got a reason to praise. I got a right to praise. All that I've been through, I got to give God the glory. Since I saw you last, the devil thought he was gonna take me out of here. Bishop, I was confessing Psalm 91 over everybody. No plague shall come nigh your dwelling. The blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. And all of a sudden, I started feeling funny. Around May, March 20th, I said, something is not right. March 20, 2020. The next thing I know, I began to feel the aches and, and the fever went to be tested three times, but they wouldn't test me because testing was difficult at the time. And then I started dealing with haunting nightmares. I had the devil telling me, you got COVID and I'm taking you out of here. Preachers in my area were getting sick and dying. And the devil had me thinking this is the end of your life. But even in the midst of my scare, 
<laughs> I find humor in most things. I was like, Lord, please don't let me, don't let me go to the hospital. I don't want to go to the hospital. I ain't even going to be able to get a haircut in the hospital, Lord. Couldn't get a test, and it was about three weeks before I started really feeling myself again. Never lost my sense of smell or my sense of touch, but I was dealing with the brain fog thing. And so finally I went, and, and when they started doing the antibodies test, I went, I had the test, and sure enough, it said positive. And I, even while I was going through, I was praising and magnifying God. I, I was avoiding people on purpose. I didn't want anybody to be fearful and certainly didn't want anybody to be infected if I was infected. But I want you to know the devil tried to take me out but here's another battle that he lost and I will not become foolish and hold back my praise I'm gonna give him even more praise because he delivered me from the hand of the enemy he snatched me from the grip of Satan so you can look at me if you please you can criticize me for the way I behave but when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me my very soul cries out hallelujah thank God for saving me maybe that's not your testimony but you got a testimony I want you to take about 45 seconds with me if you got feet to stand I want you to stand and I want you to release the praise in the atmosphere maybe frustrated but I'm gonna praise you maybe disappointed but yet will I praise you may have lost a job but I'm gonna praise you may not be feeling well in my my body but I'm gonna praise you come on saints because he is God he is seated on heaven's throne glory 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 come on that's it come on that's it come on that's it come on that's it come on come on that's it come on that's it come on pray pray praise 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 Come on, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. Ochaba seki altomohon siki atamanza. Etora man seki alakasova banseto. Itaman sokova baseki atata. Leftona vaselim ranseke raba. Oh, revival fire. Esalem riska nanondo. Let it hit this place. Let it hit this region. Mm. I want to I pray for you and I, I, think, I think I forgot to look at the clock I think my time is, is coming to an end so I want to be mindful of that but I want to leave this deposit I want to pray for you but I want to say this into the glory of God you can't go through hell or you shouldn't go through hell and not come out on fire So you deal with the frustration. Do what I said. Things are going to change. You're going to come out of it. Life is not going to be one total frustration. God's going to bring you through. I've noticed some things that I have never experienced before, and I really believe it has, has to do with some of the things that I've been going through, that I've been dealing with, that I've, in the midst of whatever it is, just tried to keep my eyes on the Lord. And I'm like you. I got a treasure in earthen vessel. I mean, I had, I, had, I, had, I had somebody tell me this, and, and I, I think they were playing, but they told me in light of everything that you went through, you should just go to the cemetery and cuss. I know. I was like, no, I can't go down like that. I, first of all, I, I didn't grow up cussing. Um, 
you know, I didn't want to slip and my mother kill me. Y'all wouldn't have a preacher this morning, not me. Um, so I said, nah, and then I got to thinking about it. Nah, all I've been through, it ain't going down like that. If I'm going to cuss, I want people to hear what I got to say. They're going to hear cuss words that they didn't even know went together. But I didn't do that. I didn't lose my mind. But I saw some things happening. Even most recently, it's like, I was like, Lord, this, this prophetic thing, even words and knowledge that I'd never experienced before, pa pa Pastor Charles, I'd never experienced this as recent as just about two months ago. I was driving home from the gym and I saw a house and fire came to mind. And I just started praying. I put my hand up and I said, Lord God, just protect whoever's in this house from fire. Just protect him, Lord. And I was even praying, Lord, you know, resisting fire. But the following week, as sure as I'm standing before you, I passed the house and it was boarded up and scorched with flames. I was like, oh my God. And I looked up the address and the story of it was on the, in the news, newjersey.com, and it said, everyone got out safely. I, I'm going to just say this. I, I, I don't even, I don't have time except to say this to you that as I thought about my time coming, the Lord gave me three names, and they're like names that I just knew it was the Lord because, first of all, I only know one Randy, and I don't know if Randy is here or Randy's viewing online. There's a Sabrina and a Bridget, and I want you to know that I have been praying for you, that I have been interceding for you. I don't know what you're going through. Randy, Sabrina, Bridget, if you're in the place... It's for you if you're viewing online. Let us know. But I'm praying for you. You're in a particular time and season of life that the enemy has trying to trying to just cause confusion. But God's bringing uh, God's bringing peace in the midst of this situation as you continue to look to Him. He's going to bring you out victoriously. I've had these experiences. Uh, uh, the Lord gave me the name of someone, Travis, Travis. And, and then the Lord says, sometimes call Trey. And I, I paused for a moment. I was like, Travis, Trey, usually Trey is like Tracy. I gave the word, the word of the Lord. And there was somebody viewing online whose name is Travis and is called Trey. And the word that I gave them was the word of the Lord. And so I'm saying that to say this, that God is causing revival to happen. Deep speaking unto deep. Open your spiritual. I want to pray for you who are sick in body. I've seen God heal and deliver of all kinds of diseases. And I pray for those of you who are dealing with heart ailments. I want you, if you're dealing with heart situation, just lift up your hands. If you're dealing with issues in your heart right now, just lift up your hand. And I'll, saints, those of you around them, just extend your hands toward them now. If you see somebody's hand lifted, and I declare to you, God is the strength of your heart and your portion forever. I command life in your heart that you, that you not have a heart attack, that you not have a stroke, that, that your heart is healed, that God protects you and keeps you in the name of Jesus. Jesus. I believe God. How about you? I can't lay hands on you, but God can right where you are. A few years ago, uh, I, I, I had a blood pressure issue and it came out of nowhere. I usually have normal blood pressure. And I was at church one day and a nurse came to me and took my blood pressure. She had never done it before. She said, I felt led to take your blood pressure, Pastor. It was 170 over 130. I could have had a heart attack, went to the cardiologist, and the cardiologist asked me, 
He said it like this, y'all. I'm just saying what he said. He said, anyone in your, anyone in your, is there any history of young people with heart disease in your family? I was appreciating the young people thing, but that heart disease thing kind of got my attention. So I had a stress test and it showed an abnormality in my heart. Asymptomatic, didn't feel anything. Now I had to deal with the fear of a heart attack. Yeah, went and got checked out and discovered that I had a blockage. And the doctor said, you could have had a heart attack. But I'm here. That was great. So in the name of Jesus, Father, for those who are sick and suffering, those who are viewing online, those who are inflicted in whatever way, I pray heal these and deliver them. For some, it's not a physical issue. For some, it's an emotional, mental challenge. Bring healing and wholeness to all. You foul spirit of infirmity, I bind you in Jesus' name and cast you out. Cease and desist in your maneuver against these, the precious people of God. Let the healing virtue of Jesus Christ minister to these and make them, every one of them, completely whole. In Jesus' name I pray. And if you agree with that prayer, would you just help me praise the Lord right now? Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, help me. Look at somebody say, be healed, be delivered, and be set free.